Welcome to a new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Let's join Pastor Johnson as he shares another life-changing message. Our scripture reading, let me give you the scriptures. I got, I think, five scriptures today. Today is Mother's Day, so I'm going to talk just a little bit about mothers and um Hopefully we thank God for the good mothers that I that we do have. We do have some good mothers. Uh, I know some good mothers that's in my life uh, and that's around me that uh, I've seen did everything that they could to be a good mother for us taking care of their families. So we're going to talk about some of these mothers and what the Lord said about some of these mothers in his word. And of course, there there are some mothers out here who are uh, just shameful, just make you embarrassed and just shameful. We're going to uh, I'm going to talk about just two of those and uh, the other three. Uh, God bless the mothers. God bless the mothers here at our church. All the mothers that, that's associated with uh, Upper Room Church. Uh, I won't dare call your name, but we just thank God for all the mothers that's associated with our uh, assembly here. Uh, we, uh, we may not be able to come together in in bodily form uh, right now, but today we'll come hopefully and prayerfully that we'll be able to uh, uh, reunite and assemble and look, and look at each other. Amen. And give each other a great big hug. Uh, let me give you these scriptures we're going to go over today. Uh, Genesis, my first one will be the book of Genesis, Old Testament, Genesis 3 and 20. It's very simple, very short. Genesis 3 and verse number 20. All right. And then the next one, we'll go to Psalms, Psalms, uh, the book of Psalms, Psalms 113 and verse number nine. That's Psalms 113, verse number nine. Then the book of Proverbs 30 and verse 11, Proverbs. 30 in verse 11. And then we go to the book of St. Luke, the second chapter, verse 48 through 51. That's St. Luke, the second chapter, verse 48 through 41. And Matthews 14, 8 through 10. Matthews 8, 8 Matthews 14, that is, 8 through 10. And last, not least, but the book of Titus 2, 1 through 5. Those are scriptures that we're going to be teaching from this morning. And uh, at the Lord, uh, uh, give us grace and, uh, as, as we go forward. I was blown away just the other day. I was looking at how we're doing our service now. Uh, we're doing, you know, our conference call and uh, telecast like this. And uh, Lord willing, we're looking to maybe do some other things down the road. But I was blown away as I was scrolling through my Facebook page. And I saw a particular preacher uh, over in Arkansas. Forget what part of Arkansas he is, he's in, but I, I I've known him for a number of years, but I haven't been in touch with him uh, for quite some time. And he also is doing his service uh, like we are on uh, Facebook Live and uh, conference call, what have you. But I, I notice, I observe, I look around, I watch, and I observe other pastors how they do what they do, and uh, that we won't be. Uh, so far behind and you know uh, 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 we want to definitely be relevant we want to be relevant in what we do uh, for us our work for the Lord but I observed this particular pastor that he his format of uh, going forward is identical to what we're doing right here 
And when I saw it and I watched him, I said, wow, that is exactly the way we are doing it. I haven't talked with him, haven't met with him, seen him, I don't know how long, but, but the format that God gave me to go forward with, he is doing the same exact thing. I mean, to the T. And when I watched this uh, format, I, it was like watching us, watching the way we go forward. And it just blew my mind. I said, well, Lord, I thank you that uh, we are not uh, so far behind uh, other churches in doing what they do to try to get the word out. OK, so let's get into the word this day. I want to talk to you today about uh, mothers. Uh, uh, today is uh, the world. and We set this day aside to honor our mothers. And of course, you know, we have these days. Uh, on our calendars and so we'd like to uh, recognize without mothers we wouldn't have anything without a mother then there would be there would be none of us here today so we just thank god for our mothers and thank god for the mothers that are in the mothers to be uh in genesis uh third chapter using i want to use just for a topic if you want to write this down mothers uh teaching mothers that's what we need today our mothers that we do have, we need our mothers to be mothers and our mothers to teach other mothers. And this is has become a problem in our world today. If y'all don't mind, I'm just going to talk just a little bit deeper. I am. I am tired in my body. Not because I just had a birthday. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired because I'm, I'm overworked. Uh, I worked my job this weekend. I had quite a few. I uh, do some things uh, on the weekend and I had uh, four jobs to do on yesterday and I only got to I got to three of them. And the fourth one I couldn't get to and nightfall came and I came home, ate a little bit and I crashed. OK, uh, but anyway, uh, we just thank God for them. I'm trying to get things lined up that when I do come off the job, I have something to do. Amen. On, uh, you know, on the side. All right. Uh, Genesis three and 20. We need mothers to teach other mothers. And this has become a great problem in our world today. Many of the mothers that we have today, they they aren't being uh, motherly. Sometimes our mothers are busy trying to uh, maintain uh, their 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 beautiful looks and their beautiful figures and they their position in life that they forget all about that they are mothers uh many of them trying to keep up with their daughters and keep up with uh, other folks and they forgetting to be uh mothers and this is what our younger mothers need our mothers to be mothers it's okay to keep yourself up you're going you gonna to be beautiful in a way because the Lord said you're going to beautify the meek with salvation. You are beautiful in your own way. And uh, it's we, what we need is our mothers to stand up and be what God told them to be. Okay? Be mothers. Our children need mothers. Our sons need mothers. Our daughters need mothers. And they need you to mother them. And this is what the world is looking for. Children everywhere are looking for somebody that will be a mother to them. Even though they have lost their mom uh, and their mom gone on to be with the Lord, 
they also, God said, and, and the word teaches us that we can find uh, Jesus said, well, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my father? Who, who Really, who are my people? And Jesus said, the, those that do my father's will, they are my father. They are my mother. They are my sister. And they are my brother. So it's good to know that we can find mothers and fathers and brothers and sisters in the Lord. And sometimes they uh, of course, they can't replace our biological mom or dad, sister or brother. But sometime in the family of God, I found that some of the mothers in God, they might be. Sometimes they are better than our biological, biological parents because they are spiritual mothers and they have the love of God in their heart. And that's wonderful. So in the book of Genesis 3 and 20, we find out that uh, God is saying Moses, but Moses wrote this particular book. And here what Moses said, as he was writing about Adam and Eve, uh, he said, and Adam called his wife name Eve. That's what he called her. You go Eve because she was the mother of all living. So there it is. We have that Eve is going on to be uh, uh with the Lord, she's no longer with her, but everywhere you look and everybody you see, we came from Adam and Eve. We did not come from the monkey. We didn't come from ape. We didn't come from evolution. We The Big Bang had nothing to do with it. Uh, the Big Bang theory, no, we didn't come from there. We came from Adam and Eve. This is God's record of where a man came from. And it's the best record. It, it is the, the only record. It's the only one that's, that's true and accurate. And, and that's the report of God where a man came from. The report that man has where we came from just don't make sense. It don't make sense. They want you to believe it, but it just don't add up. Okay. And so the Bible said that Adam called his wife, called Eve, called Eve because she was the mother of all living human beings. Man, woman, boy, girl, a child. We all came from Adam. They are our fathers in the beginning. Our spiritual father, our natural fathers, they are our fathers. So Eve was considered and is the mother of all living. That's something to think about. From Adam and Eve, from these two people came the human race. You look at how many people on planet Earth today. I tell you, I don't know the exact number, but I know that it's somewhere in the neighborhood or some some point. uh, So many billion people, they say that that's on planet earth so and we all came from uh adam and eve she's the mother of all living and adam is considered the father of all living well getting into our lesson today now if you turn with me to the book of psalms psalms 113 i'm talking about mothers teaching mothers mothers there's a great need that mothers should teach other mothers how to be a mother, to be a mother uh, to their family and to their children. And notice what he said right here in Psalms 113 verse. Let's see. Look at verse seven. I'm going to read down to verse nine, if you, if you don't mind. Verse seven and verse eight and nine. Verse seven said he raises up the poor out of the dust. Thank God for that. And lifted the needy out of the dunghill. Thank God for that. Verse eight said that he may set them with princes even with the princes of his people. So God is a God that know how to raise up poor people 
out of the dust. I mean, people that are down and out and downtrodden and folks that are thought that they will never amount to very much in life. I don't know about you, but we when I was in school, uh, in, in high school, they had, when they made a yearbook, they had in a yearbook, uh, they had different titles for folks, uh, the most uh, uh, polite, the most uh uh, the, the best dress, uh, the most uh, likely to succeed and the most, uh, you know, the most this and most that about different people that was that was singers of that year. And I know particular this particular guy, uh, they had him listed as most likely to succeed. Put that in the yearbook. And and I know this for guys uh, uh, real well because we, we was in the same grade and he had the same name that I had. Uh, but his name spelled it, you know, pronounced it different. My name was uh, Thomas Johnson. His name was Tommy Johnson, T-O-M-M-Y. And people often got us confused in school, Tommy and Thomas. And I was in sports and track and a lot of the achievement that I did in track and field, when they got on the intercom, they would say, uh, we won a trophy thanks to Thomas Johnson. And they were always, they thought that it was Tommy Johnson, you know, because the whole school didn't know me, uh, but they knew, some knew Tommy. So they got Tommy and my name mixed up for that whole year that I was in school when I was running track and field. And all those trophies that our track team won, it was thanks be to me, Thomas Johnson, not Tommy Johnson. But they often got our name confused. And in the school yearbook, uh, Tommy, Tommy, T-O-M-M-Y Johnson, that was voted most likely to succeed. Not me. Tommy was most likely. Well, uh, I'm here today. I'm telling you, uh, they got that all mixed up. They got that. They, they once again, they got it all wrong because as we graduated from school and I saw Tommy many times after school, Tommy got hooked on drugs and alcohol and, and all those addictions that's out there. And Tommy ruined his life. But yet in school, he was voted most likely to succeed. It's a shame. I, I hate that for him. But he ruined his life, later OD'd on drugs, took too much, and he's destroyed himself. So here it is. Uh, they got us all mixed up. But, but notice here what he said. Verse 7 said, he raised up the poor out of the dust. So I look at this, I think about me. God raised me up, old country boy, out of Fed County, raised us up out of the dust and, and, and lifted the needy out of the dun hill. And God did that for me. Well, I wasn't thought of to be most likely to succeed, but God got a way of doing things and turning things around. He know how to do that. God know how to turn things around. Verse 8 said that he might set him uh, with princes, even with the princes of people. Verse number 8 said, he make it the barren woman. There it is. Watch this. Talk about mothers teaching mothers. God make it. He know how to make the barren woman to keep house. So in other words, here is this barren woman, this wife, uh, can't bear children, can't uh, can't have any children of her own. God is a God that knows how to turn things around. So he said he make it the barren woman to keep house. He fixes it where she can keep house. She got children now. And, and, and to be, and notice what he goes on and says, and to be a joyful mother of children. 
Praise you, the Lord. That's the kind of God we serve. God is a God that he know how to turn things around when people say this and that about you and I. God know how to turn it around. Oh, he ain't going to mount to much. She ain't going to be anything in life. Look at her life. She ain't going to mount to much of anything. Don't you don't you listen to all of that. God is a God that know how to take the woman, the woman that can't produce can't have children god can fix it what look what he did to sarah couldn't have children god opened up the fountain didn't he so he took this barren woman and made her to keep house oh thank you lord and to be a joyful mother and so here it is right here god is saying uh, through the mouth of David, he said, to make her a joyful mother. I think every mother ought to be a joyful mother, not just being a mother. Be proud that God bless you to be able to have children. Don't be ashamed. I know some of us come from large families. Some come from small families. And, and sometime today, the, the world try to make you ashamed of what the Lord has blessed you to be able to do in life. I come from a large family. I grew up a family of 10, uh, six boys and four girls. And, you know, they don't have children like that now. But my mom was not ashamed of her 10. Not at all. Well, well, society now, they may tell you just have one, just have two. Uh, but she was not at all ashamed of her 10. But the Lord said God made, he knew how to make her a joyful Mother, there it is right there. So I'm saying to you, mother, you got 10, you got 12. I, I know some mother got 15, and I even heard of some had 20. So if you, whatever amount of children the Lord bless you to have, you be joyful and be thankful for your two, be thankful for your one. And God said, be a joyful mother and praise ye the Lord. Thank God for my two. Thank God for your five. Thank God for your seven. Whatever, whatever God gave you for mother, be thankful for God to God for what you have. Mothers teaching mothers. Mothers, God bless you to be a mother. Teach your children so they'll know how to grow up and be productive in life and how to be a mother to the children that they have or be a mother to somebody else's children. Sometimes there are people that don't have children. And uh, they be going to be uh, more of a mother to other folks' children than their own biological mother. But so God said he make it a barren woman to keep house. Thank God for that. And to be a joyful, joyful, happy, so happy for my children. So happy for those that God has given you. Joyful. They all might not turn out to be uh, what you expect for them to be, but be happy for what God gave you. So they mind, they mind. They might get in trouble sometime, but they mind. I was telling one woman sometime, one day, a while back about my children. I said, no matter what they are, they mind. They mind. They can be crazy. They can be whatever. But at the end of the day, they mind. They mind. I thank God for them. And I think you should feel the same way. But be joyful, a joyful mother of your children. Praise ye the Lord. All right, let's move on a little bit further. We're talking about uh, uh, being a mother, teaching other mothers on today. And thank God for the mothers that do teach their children. And sometimes, mother, don't be discouraged because you can teach your children the right thing and they can go left. It's, it's not your fault, but you being a mother, you do your job. Listen to what 
what he said in the book of uh, Proverbs. Proverbs. Proverbs, the 30th chapter. Show you something there. Proverbs 30th chapter, verse number 11. Don't you feel bad about uh, the outcome of your children? You do your job. Uh, you do your job, and then after you've done your job, that's all you can do. If they turn out to be bank robbers, if they turn out to be whatever they are in life, you've done your job, and that's not on you. Not after you've done your job, mother teaching mother. But listen, there, there is, listen what he said, uh, uh, Proverbs 30 and verse number 11. Check this out. He's now, verse 11, there it is, watch this. There is a generation that cursed their father. We live in we live in that right now. There's a generation of children that will curse their father and do not bless their mother. We're living right now in a day and time when there are children who will curse their parents out, uh, set them straight, curse their father, and then is that and there's a generation of people right today that we're living in that will not bless their mother. Now that's sad. That's sad. But I think children ought to honor their mother. You remember uh, uh, the Bible said in Ephesians 6 chapter, he what he say? One of my favorite, children, obey your parents. Y'all right? Y'all remember what he said? 6 and 1, obey your parents in the Lord. That's what he said, right? So he said right here, now there is a generation. We, we are this generation. Now, they may have had some in their generation. I'm sure they did. They were stubborn. I'm sure there was some in that day and time that, that didn't uh, listen to their parents, that didn't listen to their mom, didn't listen to their dad. Sure it was, because they're, they're human beings. And we're living in that day and time, and, and, and that day and time, and in this day and time, and the devil is busy, and rebellion is in the land like never before. But verse 11 said, there is a generation, and I can testify today, it's right here today. There's a generation that cursed their father. Don't love their dad. Don't love their mom. And do not bless their mother. And I think children, you, you, you hear folks say, I said, watch and look on a few posts on Facebook this morning. Folks saying happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. Some of them mother gone. Some say happy heavenly, heavenly Mother's Day to my mom. Wish you were here. Put pictures on there with tears coming out of their eyes. They're missing their mom's soul. I feel, I feel their pain. I feel their pain. But you know, I think, and some of them saying, uh, even post and post, you got a mother, you better thank God for because one day she's going to be gone. And and that is so true. One day, all mothers, we we gonna, we are here, you the mothers here today, and mothers of your children, thank God for you. But And your mother gone, you're hurting, you feel the pain. But one day, you're going to make somebody a motherless child. You know what? Because that's the way life is. God designed it that way. It's set up that way. At one day in time, all of us, if all of you that are mothers, going to make somebody a motherless child. And so, but the thing that we need to do as fathers and mothers is be the best mom that you can be while you are here. So you're going to make somebody a motherless child. No doubt about it, one day I'm going to make somebody a fatherless child. So what I got to do while I'm living is to make that person uh, uh, the make a, uh, be the best father that I can while I'm living. Because if, if the Lord's will and the Lord tarry, they're going to be fatherless children. They're going to be fatherless mothers. I mean, fatherless uh, daughters as the Lord tarry. 
So our job is to try to be the best that we can be while we can. So notice, look at what he said. There's a generation that cursed their father and do not bless their mother. Bless your mom. Bless your mom. Children have the destiny to grow up now and don't want to bless their mom, don't want to do anything for their mom. I, I thank God my mom, she's going on to be with the Lord. But you know what? I, I thank God I wouldn't be what I am today if it wasn't for my mom. I thank God for her. She, I'm saying she she whipped me when I needed it. I think she whipped me when I didn't need it. <laughs> I thank God for all of it. There was time I thought I didn't need it, but she gave it to me. And there was time I knew I needed it, and she gave it to me. But I thank God for what she did. It made me and is making me a better man today than I ever could be without her without her uh, uh, chasing me and without her correcting me. So uh, uh, there's a parent generator that, that don't bless that mom. Help your mama. Help your man. Help your parents. Help your, help. She ain't going to be here forever. One day she's going to be gone, and then you're going to be around with a long-faced it. Help your mom. She may be worsome. She may be whatever, whatever, whatever. Help her. Help her while you can. I know sometimes children, they grow up. They get so smart, they move to the other side of town just as far as they can from their mom so they won't be in their life. But let me tell you something. One day you're going to miss her. The Lord called her home. You're going to miss that woman. So God said they go, there's a generation that won't bless their mom. Children move out of town. Well, we're going to move. We're going to move to Chicago. We're going to Illinois. We're going as far as we can get away from everybody so nobody bother us. And uh, so if they call them too far away to come, let them call somebody, let them worship somebody. Listen, let me tell you something. Brothers and sisters, help your mom as much as you can. I know when mine was here, I helped my mom uh, as she got in her older age. Whatever she needed, if I could do it, and Lord bless me, I would do it. She called me. If if, if her check wasn't, it fell a little short, the utility bill was a little high, she called Thomas. I need some help on this light bill. Guess what I did? I helped on that light bill. Cause I cause that's my mom. My mom ain't gonna be sitting in the dark. I don't care how many brothers I got. It's six boys and four girls. I don't care how hard-headed the rest of them might be. And they get, I got I got my own family. I got my own family. Look, if it wasn't for your mom, you wouldn't even be here. You wouldn't have no family. It wouldn't be no you. So the Lord has blessed me uh down through the years. To be able to have a, a, a good life, ain't nowhere in the world I would not answer that call. Yeah, there were times when mom was worse. Yeah, there were times when uh, mom did things that she shouldn't do, made bills she shouldn't have made. I told him, I said, Mom, you shouldn't have went and got all this furniture. You shouldn't have went, you shouldn't have went down to Jolly Royal and got all this furniture. <laughs> shouldn't have did that, Mama. But she been, went and got it. She wanted a house to look good. Guess what poor, what, what poor little old me did? I helped her pay the furniture note. I, and then said, Mama, don't go get no more stuff. Don't get no more stuff, Mama. But guess what I did? I helped her pay that note because she wanted a house to look good. So here's what he said. Uh, I think children, bless your mama. Bless your mama. Help her. There's a generation of children that will not bless their mother. And that's a crying shame. Help her if you can. Help her if you can. Talk to her when she's messing up. Sometimes they might get a little feeble-minded, make some mistakes, but help them. Help them. 
because you'll never have another one, not on this planet. Amen. Not like her. All right. Mothers, teach your mother. Let's move on just a little bit further. And I want to encourage you. Thank God for your mom. And thank God for the mom that God had placed in your life that's not your mom, but just like a mom to you. Thank God for them, too. Help them. Thank God for them, brothers and sisters. And we need children to grow up and appreciate parents. We're living in a time now where they just don't appreciate parents. Let me show you something. Let me show you something in the book of St. Luke. We're moving right along. Just going to teach you just a little bit. I'm going to be done in a little bit. I'm going to say I am tired because, like I said, I did four jobs yesterday. Three. Three jobs. I couldn't get to the fourth one. And uh, I'll do that one next Saturday. Uh, St. Luke, the uh, second chapter. St. Luke, the second chapter. Check this out. St. Luke, the second chapter. And looking down at verse number, well, let's look at verse number 48. And then we're going to read down. Talking about Jesus and his parents. Now, Jesus was uh, Jesus was uh, the son of God, according to the flesh, but according biologically, he was Mary's son and Joseph's son. But there was time when Jesus, as a little boy, was trying to do his father's will, and he would slip off from his mom, Mary, and, mom, and father, Joseph, and his other brothers and sister, and they didn't know where Jesus was at. Check this out. Verse 48. And and when they saw him, they were amazed. And his mother said unto him, Son, why did thou dealt with us? Behold, thy father and I sought thee sovereign. What's going on? They was they was in town doing their shopping, and on the way back home, uh, Jesus didn't didn't he got away from the family he slipped off and went over to the temple and started teaching in the temple and no mary and and joseph didn't notice that jesus wasn't with the rest of the children so they got way on down the road and then mary said to jesus he said son mary said to him son why have you dealt with us like this? Why you trouble us? Why you worry us like this right here? We looking for you, didn't know where you was at, thought something happened to you. Why you do this to us, that father? I have I've sought you sorry. I'm crying. Where my baby? Where my baby? Where Jesus? And Mary was crying because they thought they lost Jesus. Verse 49 said, and she and, and he said unto her, How is it that you sought me? Would you not? Which is not that I must be about my father's business. Now, Jesus said, Mom, how is it you looking for me? You didn't think about that I might be about my father's business. But check this out, verse 57. And they understood not the saying which he spake to them. So Mary didn't understand what Jesus was saying. He said, Mom, you were looking for me. Did, did you ever think I might be about my father's business? Jesus, Joseph is your father. What are you talking about, son? Jesus, I'm your mother. What are you talking about? You about your father's business. We ain't got no business back there. We already did our business, got our grocery shopping, and we on our way home. What are you talking about, Jesus? So Mary said that she didn't understand what he's saying. Verse 51 said, and he went down with them. Yeah, he got on up, went with his parents, and came to Nazareth and was subject unto them. And Jesus was not a hard-headed child. He was not a disobedient child, although he was trying to preach on the side and do his heavenly father's bidding. The Bible said he went on down with them and he was subject. Y'all see that? He was subject unto them. He did what his mom and dad said, but his mother kept all these things in her heart. Well, I said, say that here. 
Jesus, Mary was his mother. And the old thing that Jesus said about, I got to be about my father's business, she didn't understand it. Joel didn't understand it. But she kept all that stuff in her heart. What I'm saying is Mary knew it was something about her son that was different from the rest of her children. And she kept all that stuff in her heart. I don't know, Jesus. He's just, he just so special. He's just so different. He ain't like the, my other boy. He ain't like my other girl. But Jesus is just so different. And she just pondered all that, those things in her heart. And verse 52 said, and Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. And he, as he grew, he got wiser. He got stronger. He got more understanding about God. And God gave him favor with man. And so we, we, it's something about our children. We as parents, mothers, you need to know your children, who they are and what, what's going on with them and, and how they're growing up. And you need to know their potential because every boy, every girl, they, they, they're different and unique. And you as a mom, you should know their strength. You should know their weaknesses. You should know what they're capable of doing, how responsible little Jody is, how irresponsible that James is. You as a mother, you know these things. And you know who to leave in charge when you go to town. As a mom, you know these things. And Mary knew those things about Jesus. She knew that it was something about Jesus that was different from the rest of her children. Mom know these things. I never will forget my mom. She's gone on to heaven. But I, there, there was so many things about me that she told me about as I grew up. I didn't know what was going on with me, but my mom did. As I later, as I began to pursue God and pursue the things of God and pursue ministry, my mom revealed to me, she said, boy, when I was, when you was a baby, when I was carrying you, I read the Bible to you every night. I never heard such a thing. So she read the Bible to me. I'm in her stomach and she read the Bible to me. She, she was reading to me and she was saying to me while I was in her stomach. And all that singing to me and all that reading to me, I guess that's why I'm preaching today. <laughs> and so and so sometimes you you got to know something about your children. She was molding and making and she was putting something in me even before I came into the world. So I guess that's why I do what I do, because my mama read to me. She 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 prayed for me. And she all this while she would carry me. Now, I don't know if she did that for the rest of the worst of my brothers and sisters. But she told me that's what she did for me. She said, I read the Bible to you every night. I said, okay, mom. Okay. Thank you for reading the Bible to me. I guess that kept me out of jail, kept me out of prison. <laughs> Thank God for Jesus. So mom teaching other mothers. And Jesus' mother, she knew something about him. She said, uh, uh, and she kept all these things in her heart about Jesus. But she, in, down in her heart, she knew something was different with Jesus than it was with his other brothers and sisters. Now, you know Jesus had other brothers and sisters, don't you? He had some. Yeah, James. James was one of his brothers. Uh, uh, but Jesus, Mary, she knew something about Jesus. She knew that. She knew it. So don't tell me a mama don't know her child. You should. You should know your child. Every one of them. If you got 10, you should know every one of them. Yeah. So mothers teaching mothers. Let's go on. Just I'm I'm almost done. Now, now, we see here, God said, be joyful. Be joyful. 
a, a be a joyful mother. He bless you to be a mother, be a joyful mother. Then we talk about that the, there's a generation of children that curse their mother and curse their fathers and don't bless their mama. That's a crying shame. You all too. And we see right here that that Jesus was special and Mary, she knew it. He was different and Mary, she knew it and she kept it in her heart and, and she pondered about those things. I don't know what Jesus is talking about. My father's been my heavenly father, and, and I got to go to God. I don't know what Jesus is talking about, but uh, she thought about it. She didn't understand it, but she thought about it. And when, when they lifted him up and put him on the cross, it all makes sense now. It all came together that I have bared, I have bared a son and, he, and his father. Uh, I might be an earthly mom, but but he has a heavenly father that, that dwells in him and calls him to reconcile men and women back to themselves. Okay, she, she thought about it. She couldn't put it together. But when she saw him on that cross, it all came together. Lord, Lord, what, what have I bad? What have you done to me? What have you put inside my body to come into the world to teach men and women your word? What is this? That's why the scripture said, Mary, you are highly favored among mothers. Women, you are because God sought you out among all the others. He done something to you that he didn't do to the rest of them. Mary, it all came together when he went to the cross. What happened to her? What was going on with her? And what was going on with her son? Mary, Jesus' mother. All right, let's go just a little bit further. Now, I want, I want to show you something else here. Here's a mother. Now, I talk about the good mothers, the mothers in lives of our lives and and I'm going to show you what the mother's role is going forward, my last scripture. But I want to talk to you about a bad mother. It's shameful. Folks don't want to talk about it. Nobody want to talk about a bad mother. But we got to deal with the elephant that's in the room. Okay? Yeah, there's an elephant in the room, and we got to deal with it. Not, not our room right here, not our church, but I'm talking about in the world and in our lives. There's an elephant in the room. We got to deal with that elephant. Okay? Look at, look at Matthew's the 14th chapter. I want to show you a bad mother. And then I'm going to bring her home and show you another bad mother. Okay. Matthew, the 14th chapter. Uh, look at, look at verse number eight. We'll start right there. Now, if you want to read the whole chapter, it's about John the Baptist. And it's about the King Herod. Okay. And it's about they having a, a party. And uh, this woman is at the party and the King like her. He want to marry her. And the king said, I give you whatever you want. Just ask me for it. Oh, but she didn't know what to ask. So she went to her mom. She went to her mother and said, mother, the king said, uh, uh, ask me whatever you want. I'll give it to you to have my kingdom. She didn't know what to ask for. Million dollars, half a million dollars. Didn't know what to ask for. So she went to her mama and here's what she said. Verse number eight. All right. And, and she being and she being instructed of her mother, said, give me here John the Baptist head in a charter. She didn't know what to ask the king for. The king said, I'll give you whatever you want. Just ask me for it. I love you, girl. And she went to her mom and said, mama, mama, what should I ask for? And the mother did not like John the Baptist. And she said, ask him to give you John the Baptist head on a charger. Oh, my goodness. That's a bad mother. Mothers being mothers. Mothers being a mother to the mothers. So here, this mother gave instruction to her daughter to ask the king for the head of John the Baptist and said, let's read on. And she being instructed 
of her mother. Now, there are some bad mothers out there. We own a bad mother case right now. Now, this was a bad mother, and she said she'd been instructed of her mother. She didn't have she didn't have no thought or clue or what to ask for. But she'd been instructed of her mother, said, give me here John the Baptist's head in a charger. And the king was sorry. Oh, my goodness. What did I, why I put it out there like that? Why did I say that? King was sorry. Nevertheless, for the oath's sake, once the king said something, he got to follow through on it. Because of my word, because I'm the king, because of the oath. And them which sat with him at me, he commanded it to be given her. Verse 10 said, and he sent and they behead John in prison and his and his head were brought in a charger and given to the dancer. And she brought it to her mother and the disciples came and took up the body and buried it and went and told Jesus. Now, here is a bad uh, example of a bad mom. We got some bad moms in our world today. We got some moms that do not teach their children right and wrong. We got some children that, uh, the mom that allow the children to do whatever they want to do and will not correct them. That's a bad mother. They see their mom do some of everything. They, the children do everything. They will not correct them. We got mom that, that take up for their children when they get in trouble. We got mom and children go out and rob people, steal, and hurt innocent people. And then when the police get them and beat them up, the mom said, oh, he was a good boy. He was a good child. Just lying like a dog. Just lie, lie, lie. You know he wasn't no Sunday school boy. You know he wasn't a choir boy. You, you, you a bad mama. You didn't do your job and now he's in trouble and you're taking up for him. Just lying. Oh, my child. He wasn't like that. He wasn't, he, he, he didn't do it. He didn't do it. First lie come out their mouth. He didn't do it. You're a bad mother. You're a bad mother. Just like this mother right here was a bad mother. She told her daughter, ask for John the Baptist's head. That's a bad mother. And we got bad mothers today. But thank God for the good ones. I pray for those bad moms. I thank God today for you mothers. You mothers don't listen. I thank God for you, the good mothers, that never tell your child to do wrong. But here this woman, she said, ask for John the Baptist's head. Not only that, now she was a bad mother in the Bible day and time. Now, let me talk about another bad mom. You know, you watched the news just the other day. We heard on the radio, this crazy mom went to the daycare and shot the daycare up. I don't know if she was mad because it did something to her child, but she had the nerve to get out of her car, go to her car and get her pistol and go back to the daycare. I know where the daycare is. I go by it a lot. Went to the daycare and shot up in the daycare. I don't know how many times she fired up in there. But she fired up in there and then got in her car and left. That's a bad mother. Knowing that children in there, teachers is in there, other mothers is in there. This woman shot in the daycare where children are. That's a bad mother. What's wrong with these people? We're living in a generation. Well, the mothers are not now. Now, where her mother at? The, I would hate to. I, would, I would hate to be the mother of a child or shoot up in a daycare. That mother, her mother, ought to be shamed. Wherever she, if she's alive, she ought to be ashamed of her daughter. They call and say, "So and so, son, your daughter shopping daycare. She ought to be ashamed." More than likely, she probably said, "Well, 
They didn't treat the baby right, and they put the baby out the daycare because she was late and she wouldn't pay her tuition, and they put the baby out. But you know what? These crazy mama now, they'll they're, they're, they're take up for that. But what I'm saying is, we are living, we are living in the last days. We got some good mothers and we have some bad mothers and we got to recognize it. Mother Day is not designed for those that are bad, that, that, that are not teaching their children the way they should be taught. Mother Day is designed to honor those mothers who have done what they should do. Done what they should done a good job. Pushed their children through school. Educated them. Kept food on the table, put clothes on their back. When they were sick, nursed them back to health. That's what Mother Day is all about. Kept your children out of jail. That's what Mother Day is all about. Honoring those mothers who done their job. Not the ones shot up the daycare until uh, where all those babies was at. Shame on her. Shame on your mom. And I'm not saying that it's her mom's fault. No, not at all. Because sometimes you can teach them right and they still go left. So I'm not saying that her mom's fault. But I'm saying I know her mom and she's alive. She should be ashamed. That makes sense to anybody? She should be ashamed. I wouldn't want to be associated with that. Or connect. I would, uh, if she was my sister, I wouldn't want nobody to know she was my sister. Even if she was my sister, I, I, I wouldn't let nobody. Man, that was my sister. Shop the daycare center. I wouldn't let nobody know I knew that girl. No, I, I don't know. I, I I I be like Peter. You know, when they crucified Jesus, came and got Jesus, and uh, Jesus told Peter, said, Peter, before the rooster, before the cock crow, you're going to deny me three times. Peter said, no, Lord, I ain't going to do it. I ain't going to do it. Well, after a while, the rooster crowed. He did it. He denied the Lord. I'd be just like Peter. They're my sister shopping in daycare center. I don't know the girl. I've I, I never seen her in my life. I don't know who she is. I think something wrong with her just like you do. I wouldn't let nobody know she's my sister. I disown you. I disown you. That's a crying shame. This is the kind of world that we are living in today. That's a crying shame. No, I don't know. I don't know what you said her name was. Never heard of her. Never heard of her. Never seen her in my life. Never seen her before. Now, I ain't grow up with this girl. Bad mothers. Bad mothers. We got some bad mothers. We pray for them. And the good mother, we honor you today. God bless you, children. Take her some flour. Give her some flour. Give, give her a car. Take her out. I don't know if you can go out to eat. They're going to be crowded. But anyway, go get her a plate and take it to her. Do something. Honor your mother. Honor your mother today for putting up with you, for wiping your, wiping your nose, put change in your diaper, sending you to school, grandbabies and graduated and Turn out to be successful. Them grandbabies ought to come back and, and do something for mama, grandmama. Honor them today. That's a blessing. That's a blessing. And so we got some good mothers, and I showed you two bad mothers. One in the Bible and one living with us today. <laughs> she in jail. They got all, oh, and then she ran. No, where you going to run to? Oh, they, they tracked her down. They got her. She's in jail looking all crazy like she's been smoking something. You know, they got them. Now you finna do time and you to ruin your life. I don't know how much time you're going you gonna to be locked away. And if you if you got some children, one that was in the daycare, that was put out the daycare, whatever it was, you won't be with him no more for a long time. Now somebody else got to raise him. 
you just ruin everybody's life. A bad mother. We got some good mothers and we got some bad mothers. Thank God for you good ones. Thank God for the good mom. Now, let me show you here. Let me show you just a little bit about what Paul said a mother's job here. My last scripture, and I'm going to let you go. Look at uh, the book of uh, Titus. Titus, the uh, Titus, the second chapter. Check this out, y'all. Titus, the second chapter. Now, this is good mother right here. Here's what Paul told the mother to do. Uh, Titus, the second chapter, verse number one. I'm going to read quickly, and then I'm going to let you go. We're going to get out of here. Titus 2. Titus 2, verse 1, down to verse 5. We'll stop right there. Titus 1 said, but speak thou the thing which become sound doctrine. Uh, 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 God, is Paul is saying to, to the people here, he said, now, speak the thing that becomes sound doctrine. A mother shouldn't talk crazy. Y'all hear what I'm saying? Mother shouldn't be talking crazy and all out of her head. Mother ought to talk like a mother. A father ought to talk like a father. Tell your son something that makes sense. Tell your daughter something that makes sense. He said, but speak that a thing that become that, that sound doctrine. And verse 2 said, that the aged men, old men, older men, older men, be sober. Don't be so crazy. Be sober, man. Smiling with you. Be grave. Grounded. Temperance. Got old men and they don't know when to stop. The older folks got to know these things because we got to teach these folk coming behind us. Be temperate. Know when to stop. Know when enough is enough. Know when to shut up. You know, oh, uh, there was a man had a song out there. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them. You got to know when to walk away. And thank God you got to know when to run. <laughs> and so uh, as we grow older, we got to get some wisdom in life, y'all. And know how to talk to your children. Oh, uh, temperance, sound, sound in the faith. We got folks in the faith now. They're not sound at all. They older, but they're not sound. Some of y'all young folks, most soundless than some of the old folks are. You, 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 you are most sound. I mean, you are most solid than some of the old ones. They just, they just messed up somewhere. They didn't get it right. But some of you are most solid than some of the older ones. Sound in the faith and in charity, love, and in patience. Patient. God wants to be patient. Now, verse number three says, the aged women, here it is, mothers right here, the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior. Now, the older mother, they, you know they're going to be sweet. They got to. Because God said you got to be in behavior now. You can't be, mother, you can't be acting all up. You a mother, you can't be cutting up sideways. You can't be doing this and that. Why? Because you are a mother to somebody and somebody's watching you. All mothers should be doing the right thing. Mothers teaching mothers. He said, there it is. And that the aged women likewise, that they be in behavior. Don't you be cutting up. You know better than that, mother. You shouldn't be cutting up now. There it is. There it is. Be in behavior as becoming holiness not false accusers. You ain't getting all in trouble. Not giving the wine. Don't be going around drinking and getting drunk. You know mothers ain't going to be doing all that. Not giving too much wine. Check this out. Teachers of good things. I'm talking about mothers helping mothers. So Paul said that the mother should be teachers of good things. You got to teach your children and teach others good things. Teach them good stuff. Don't you teach them nothing bad. Don't teach them nothing bad now. Any of my children, if they pick up bad habits, they, I didn't teach it to them. I told them I'm going to teach them good stuff. Don't teach them nothing bad. There's enough bad out there for them to learn on their own. 
but you teach them something good. So teach us a what? Good things. Verse number four. Here it is. Here's a good thing y'all teach them, that they teach the younger women to be sober. Mothers, old women, teach the young women to be sober, to love their husband, and to love their children. Now, this is what the older mother should do. Teach them young girls, look, love your child, son. Love your husband, child. Love your husband. And there it is. Love your husband and love your children. Get up and fix them something to eat. Take care of the house. Yeah. Mother teaching mothers. And so the mothers today, if they don't teach the other mothers what to do, then they're not going to know what to do. And a good mother will teach these children how to do these things. There it is. Here, let me read it one more time. That you are being an age mother, that mother being behavior, this is very, very important. Very, very important. Mothers be in behavior. Right there. There it is. That's a message for today for our mothers. This is Mother's Day message. Mothers, you behave yourself. Don't you act like that. Don't you act like that. Don't you act like that. You know better. You're a mother. Mother being behavior. Don't, don't be false accuser. Teach us a good thing that they teach these young women well, is, to be sober and to love their husband and to love their children. Verse 5 says, and to be chaste and keep us at home. Teach these women, get out the street. Stay out of them streets as much as you can. Running and ripping and running in the streets and everywhere. You need to go get your girls, go get your thing. Go home to your family. That's what the mother needed. Stay out of the street. Women don't run the streets. Good mothers don't run the streets. Good mothers don't stay out all night long. You got to work and you working at night. You ain't working. Good mothers at home. Good mothers ain't, ain't out clubbing and kicking their heels all up and the babies at home sleep. This ain't no popular message, but believe me, these mothers need to hear this today. Somebody said tight, but it's right. Good mothers don't be running around everywhere. Uh, check it out. I'm almost done. He said, these mothers, teach them that they might be chased, the street, keep us at home. And good, there they are, mother, teach the wife, the young mother, be good. That girl shopping day care, what's good about her? What was good about her? Tell me. Teach them to do, be good and to be obedient to their own husband that the word of God be not blasphemed. God bless you. God bless you. That's what I got for you today. Thank God for the good mothers. Thank God for the good mothers. And I'm praying for them, uh, those that, that don't have a good understanding. I'm praying for them. But thank God for you, good mother, done your job. Wiped our nose, kept us clean, and sent us to school. Got us educated. Now we're doing all right. And it's time for us to reach back and take care of mom. She's getting older. Take care of her. See about her. Help her go to the doctor. Help her with her medicine. Help her. That's mom. If she get confused sometime, look over it. That's mom. Look over it. That's mom. We can't look over these bad mamas. We're going to hold their feet to the fire and we're going we gonna to talk to them and pray for them that they get it right, that they get better. Mother's Day is designed to honor those mothers who have helped us become what we have become today. Thank God for the good mothers. Give the Lord a hand and praise. I'm through. God bless you. Thank God for your mothers. God bless you. God bless you. Thanks, Pastor Johnson, for another amazing message. 
Make sure to join us next week for an all-new episode of the Upper Room Church Podcast. Until then, remember, encounter Jesus, echo hope, and dwell in love.